Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. District of Conservation is sponsored by Real Camo Girl, a lifestyle brand for women who love the great outdoors, spanning from hunting, fishing, foraging, archery, shooting sports, and the like. We are proud to have them as a sponsor, and you can learn more about them at www.realcamelgirl.com and follow them all across social media to learn more and get involved. Welcome to episode 19 of District of Conservation, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful week, safe from the snow. We got a ton of snow here in the Washington, D.C. metro area. I believe my backyard got like 8 to 12 inches. It was pretty thick. We haven't had that very often, so it was cool to get a little bit of snow. But I want to dedicate this episode to recapping my experience at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival that happened down in Doswell, Virginia, which is about 15 miles or so north of Richmond. I just took I-95 south directly to this location, this venue where the state fair is apparently held. So it was really cool to go to that before the snow hit the region and... I got to have a lot of fun. I got some really cool interviews, which I'll go expand on in this episode. But before I do, I'm going to discuss why fly fishing is such a cool thing or why it's such a happening thing nowadays. Fly fishing, as you guys know, is one of the fastest growing sectors of fishing with respect to participation. It's a little more refined than your conventional fishing. A lot of women are taking up fly fishing as well and it's just an exciting type of sport I will admit I used to not have favorable view of it because people who told me about it were just didn't describe it in the best detail or I found them to be extremely elitist when they describe fly fishing like you have to fish a certain way things of that sort but I know not everyone who partakes in fly fishing is elitist or very exclusionary But I shed a lot of those misconceptions I had over the years, but especially during the show and with the interviews that I conducted there. I conducted a series of four mini interviews, and I will briefly discuss and introduce each before it comes on this episode. So bear with me as we do a few mini interviews, but I think you're going to find these guests to be super interesting, super informative. I got some Virginians and I also got some visitors from Virginia to comment about their experience at the fly fishing festival and fly fishing in general. So check it out. The first guest I'm going to speak with is Emily George. Emily and I connected over social media several years ago, I think maybe within the last two years. And she is based out of central Virginia She and I connected when I did a little bit of consulting work for the Southeastern Outdoor Press Association. She is a 2017 graduate of Virginia Tech. She serves as a content specialist for the Virginia Game and Inland Fisheries Department, which is really cool. And I've previously interviewed her for my Sportswoman Out of New 
Facebook Live series. So here is more from Emily. Emily George from the Virginia Game and Inland Fisheries. And describe kind of what you do. So I am a content specialist and I'm a freelancer also for outdoor publications. So I'm basically a journalist for the outdoors. And you write for Realtree and others? Yes, I write for Realtree, Sporting Classics Magazine. I've had stuff published in and such. Um, any outdoor publication you see is kind of what yeah, I write for. Yeah, well, sort of. Sort of, not everywhere. It's not, not everywhere, but I'll, I'll get there with God behind me. Um, but I'm here today because even though hunting is a vital part of my lifestyle, I really wanted to learn how to fly fish, and I've been wanting to try to learn how to fly fish for years now, and I finally did. So You went with Amelia, right? I went with Amelia. I haven't seen her here, but Amelia Farr is uh, helped me out, and then um, Laurel helped me out, too. So there's a, bu- a bunch of ladies in the outdoors that are really experienced and passionate about fly fishing, and they hosted a ladies-only fly fishing day at Escatawba Farms, uh, right on the borderline of Virginia and West Virginia, and I went, and it just kind of inspired me to really get into it, and my stepdad just gave me a fly rod and reel, so I can get into it easily. Now all I have to get is my waders, because I've been fly fishing in duck waders. Yes, I actually talked to him. He said that they have kid-sized waders coming out. Because I'm petite like you. Yes. I can tell you which one you should get. Yes, he said, what size shoe do you wear? I said, like, a 3-4 in kids. And he said, we have that coming out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. So Mossy Creek Fly Fishing, he said, we'll have them in the spring. So any ladies that are petite like me should go there in Virginia. But anyways, um, I'm super excited to be here. I learned a lot. And then, of course, my friend Matt Riley that I met in Siopo is here. Yeah, he's here with his booth set up for his business of guiding in Virginia and things like that and so I learned a lot I met a lot of people and all you know even though it coincided with ATA this weekend I'm I'm kind of more you know I'm 30 minutes from here and this was like it's it's really interesting it's something new that I really wanted to learn how to do and we have tons of opportunity in Virginia to fly fish for for phenomenal trout Mm -hmm. I mean Virginia is one of the best destinations to come to for for trout fishing so so I'm it was kind of like you know hand in hand two for one deal like why would I not come here so I'm super excited and I'm super excited to um get you know get my waders and I mean I have my real fly fishing waders with my um with my fly rod and get out there and experience what it's all about learn more of course I'm not an expert absolutely not no I'm new to it too so I do not know what I'm doing I need to get out there a lot more it's you know it's not like sitting in a tree stand yeah you know it's not like sitting in a tree stand and um looking for a deer it's a lot different there's a lot of wisdom and art that goes into it so I'm really really excited so would you recommend our fellow Virginians or even anyone on the east coast to come to the show oh my gosh yes this was the most fabulous show that I have ever been to as an outdoor enthusiast outdoor journalist I mean they have everything you want they don't just have it's not just like a vendor show where you're coming around and you feel obligated to buy something I mean they really take care of you all the vendors are you know they're not pushy they're and it's it's not even that you just learn so much about what they have to offer and they try to tailor to they try to tailor what they have to offer to your needs yeah. for everyone. I mean, like I said, I'm 24 years old and I'm four foot eleven. I mean, <laughs> I kind of need some things in the outdoors as an outdoor enthusiast tailored yeah. to my needs. And I went to, you know, Sims, and he was like, "We have that for you. Coming in the spring, finally." But you know, they have everything you need, and also, Virginia is the best destination to come to for wine and food. You cannot beat Virginia for the wine and food. So. 
they have booths that are offering free wine tastings with your ticket and um, specialty foods. $20. That's it. Literally, I was like, what? Is, is this a joke? $20? What? So we came here, yes, and it was fabulous. And it's been the greatest experience this year. So far. So far. So far. But it'll still be at the top of my list for a while. So I encourage anybody to come out here and to participate in this and just be a part of it. It's great. It's great. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. You just come around and taste one. Okay, what kind? What what event could you be where you come and you pay twenty dollars to try twenty different wines, yeah. which have like five to ten tastings, mm-hmm. specialty foods, um, vendors for fly fishing and and art making, you know, creating for with with certain, you know materials from the outdoors and things like that and they have publications they have bookseller over there and local food and wine it's just wonderful i I love being here i I don't i don't want to leave yet (laughs) so it's great despite the threat of snow coming (laughs) yes and i saw there was already like an inch of snow outside on some people's vehicles yeah i was like leanna we gotta get home we gotta go but yeah it's great it's a great experience awesome well thank you emily for the comment for the podcast as well i appreciate it absolutely thank you so much for um, or asking me about it. Too. I am. I am so glad. Officially, yes, awesome. this is so great. I saw your name, like I said on that thing, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, so yeah, the wine festival does bring people together. It's awesome. It does. So many connections. You might think, oh, it's just like one state thing, but people come from out of I have state. Two friends from Florida. Here. Yeah, yeah, they come from out of state, all over the place. Yeah. I mean, this thing is huge. So yeah, I would definitely encourage people to come here and promote it a lot more. So awesome. Thank you, Emily. Absolutely. The second interview I conducted for this episode is with my dear friend Debbie Hansen, an outdoor rider and freshwater fishing guide based out of Southwest Florida. Debbie conducted and gave several presentations at the Fly Fishing Festival, specifically on how to catch a peacock bass on the fly. Side note, she helped me catch a peacock bass with regular setup, but it's still pretty cool that she was able to talk about that. Debbie most recently appeared on George Poveromo's NBC Sports Show that highlighted her first ever marlin catch and we caught up for some lost time in this episode so check it out we're with debbie hansen outdoor rider and freshwater fishing guide from southwest florida and she is going to describe her experience here at the virginia fly fishing festival so debbie kind of shed your observations about this fly fishing festival here in virginia what your impressions are of it what you like about it what's unique about it and that yeah yeah absolutely so i am here with the riley Rodcrafters team and there are i mean one of the things that this is my first year attending the virginia fly fishing and wine festival but i think so far one of the things that i have found exceptionally interesting and informative and incredibly helpful about the festival is that there have been numerous seminars both you know on fly casting and then also pertaining to pursuing specific different species so I think you know no matter what level an an angler you are if you're into fly fishing you're just getting into fly fishing this is really the perfect opportunity to come and meet a variety of people that are you know representing a variety of different aspects pertaining to the sport and to get out on the casting pond and try different rods of different weights and, yeah, see which rods you like, taste a few wines, and really get to know more about 
you know, the wineries in Virginia. So overall, I mean, this has been a wonderful experience for my first year and hopefully we'll sell a lot of fly rods as, yeah. as a result. So which seminars are you going to be presenting on this weekend? So I presented one today um, doing the same series of seminars on fly fishing for peacock bass and exotics of South Florida. So something that's a little bit different and a little bit unique that most people that are probably local to the Virginia area haven't had a lot of experience with. So hopefully we can entice them to get down to Florida and try to pursue those species. Absolutely. You helped me do that. So I hope that others can hire you to do that as well. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get more people coming down to Florida this season and even during the summer months. And, um, yeah, take advantage of all the opportunities and the freshwater and saltwater fishing opportunities that we have. With attending the festival, does this make you more interested in doing fly fishing for trout here in Virginia? Because you have yet to do that. Is that something you want to do? Yes, yes. I've been fly fishing for trout in New Zealand, but I have not done it in Virginia. So hopefully one of these days I can hook up with hire Matt Riley and get out (laughs) on the water with him because I know he's a great local guide around here. And, yeah, I, I would love to come up this way and do a little bit more fishing in this particular area. So definitely. Awesome. So you would definitely recommend this show for non-Virginians as well? Oh, my gosh. Hands down. Hands down. There's something for everybody because even if you, you know, come with some friends and, you know, they, they don't know a whole lot about fly fishing, obviously there's still wines and, you know, different um, local purveyors that are here with different types of foods. And there really is something for everybody. But I think most people are going to come, and even if they're – Coming just to mainly sample the wines, they're going to get hooked on fly fishing as well. Yes, that is very true. Thank you so much for your time, as always. I always oh, appreciate talking to you, but I think it would be helpful for people who are outside of Virginia to hear an outsider's perspective of what our fly fishing festival is. So I appreciate you chiming in. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for asking me yeah. for my take. Absolutely. Yeah. The third interview that I think you guys will find very interesting is with Joe Mahler, who is also from Southwest Florida. Debbie actually told me that she and Joe go back about a decade or so. He's been her mentor for fly fishing. And I watched him do a fly cast demonstration and I was blown away by how effortless and understandable he made it because if you're just picking up fly fishing it can be sure as heck as confusing if you don't know what it is but he was doing various different tricks and tips and unique things that made fly casting a lot more understandable so here is joe Mahler from the festival so i'm with joe Mahler, who is an illustrator and a fly casting extraordinaire and he's visiting from out of state and he has been doing a lot of seminars here so, Joe, kind of talk about your background. What do you do specifically? Well, my background is, uh, by trade, I'm an illustrator and writer. Okay. And uh, I worked in the advertising business. So as, as time went on, it sort of, uh, the, the two sort of, the passion of fly fishing mm-hmm. and the uh, and the occupation blended. Mm-hmm. And so I illustrate and write articles for Fly Fisherman Magazine. Okay. Uh, I've illustrated for Outdoor Life. And, and I absolutely love that, that kind mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach fly casting. Uh, to people from all over. Florida is a great place for visitors. Yes, I love Florida. <laughs> so we get a lot of people that come down and, and they and they quickly find that they maybe don't have the skills mm-hmm. to deal with the conditions that we have, you know, right. the larger water, the, mm-hmm. the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrific to be here in Virginia. This, this is, is your my, first show? No, this is my fourth, fourth, fourth time. time. So I've, I've done talks here for four years in a row. And I would tell you that the people of Virginia are among the best-mannered people oh. I've met. There's great questions 
uh, just just really terrific people, I, mm-hmm. and that's why I keep coming back. And that's really good. The to wine's hear. not bad either. <laughs> we have pretty decent wine, of course. Yeah, I'm a transplant, but I can say that as someone who's lived here, they're very nice people, and they're very eager to learn, and they like the outdoors. Yes, a lot. And you do a lot of fly casting, and you teach fly casting lessons and things of that sort. So. What do you find from that experience? Well, I do about about 200 private lessons a year. Yeah, you'd mentioned that. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I see a lot of things. I see mm-hmm. a lot of the same common things. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, basically if someone wants to learn, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the actual physical part of it, I've had, I've had students that have had one arm. I've had people in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. I've had, if you want to do it, you yeah. absolutely can do absolutely. it and enjoy it. And the key is learning to do it so it's, so it's not hard on your body and mm-hmm. it's safe. Mm-hmm. safe Safety is the number one concern. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing I always tell somebody, get some glasses, get some sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know. Polarized is always good. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see better, but but yes. safety. And if yeah. you're going to fish at night, I'd get some shooter glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, as you get better, you may feel comfortable not doing that. But, um, yeah, certainly safety is a big concern. Yeah. And with, obviously, fly fishing becoming more popular among different strata of people, what would you say to someone who has an interest in learning how to fly fish? Is it Because in my experience, what kind of prevented me from doing, and I think a lot of people, it's kind of similar to hunting, but what, what's kind of a roadblock to it is it's kind of this perception that it's an elitist activity. Would you say that's the case, or is that certain? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say that that's not the case. I think that maybe it used to be perceived that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, there, uh, you know, and I would credit Lefty Cray for sort of bringing yeah, it to the, to the common local, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, I mean, he, he really did put it in the hands of a lot of people who maybe otherwise didn't, uh, didn't mm-hmm. uh, perceive it was something that they, mm-hmm. that, uh, they could do. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in teaching kids, you know, it, kids maybe at, from the age of 10, mm-hmm. earlier than that, you, you know, it, it's great to get them, um, to get them interested, mm-hmm. but it's a little hard to teach. Now, I will say, mm-hmm. and it, uh, kind of a story from my childhood, uh, I decided that I, I, I saw a guy doing it on TV. And I yeah. remember I said, I said to my neighbor who sort of knew ever, about everything, mm-hmm. and I said, I want to fly fish. And he mm-hmm. says, you could never do that because mm-hmm. you don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. I tend to be a little fidgety, and I will tell you that fly fishing is the sport for somebody that's fidgety because mm-hmm. it's constant movement. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I liken it to driving a stick shift. Mm-hmm. You're part of the driving you're part of the car. Yeah. And with fly fishing, you are part of the uh-huh. of the fishing equipment. And there's constant movement. Uh, so somebody, especially with somebody maybe has some attention issues, mm-hmm. you would be surprised at how that movement mm-hmm. um, actually... But but sitting and, sitting and watching a bobber takes a lot of patience. Uh-huh. Fly casting does yeah. not. It takes it takes practice. Oh, and, yes. And, uh, but, but even that's really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend to... Would you recommend this show to anyone in Virginia, obviously, or out-of-staters? Do you want other Floridians to come? Should this be a more national yeah, rather and, than and regional show? Actually, there's several people here that I know from Florida that, that I've seen here. I've, I know some people that are here from um, Alabama uh-huh. and one from Georgia. So ab- absolutely, you know, and, and it's it really has a lot to do. I mean, the show is the, the show's a good size. It's a manageable size. Yeah. To me, it's the perfect size. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can there's if you leave here not having learned something about casting mm-hmm. or tying, then it really is your mm-hmm. own fault because mm-hmm. there's there's so many people here mm-hmm. willing to help. And you gave a really good fly casting seminar. I learned a lot from just seeing the different positions and how you held the the fly rod and all that. And you made it simple. 
than how I've been explained. It is simple. It is. You make it seem so understandable and, and easy to, to read because pe- I've learned the paintbrush method. You hear that, but it's not contextualized. So you made right. the paintbrush method a little more understandable, I think. Yeah, I don't know about the paintbrush. <laughs> That's what I was told oh, about. Okay, okay. Oh, and, and, and you know what? There, and I always tell people there's a lot the of... 10 and 2 o'clock, I think. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's always mm-hmm. a lot of right ways to do something. Mm-hmm. And I just have one right way that I happen to <laughs> like. Uh, my, my focus, and there, there are other people that might focus on, on, mm-hmm. on other aspects of it, mine is to make it effortless. Mine is to help mm-hmm. to help somebody that's maybe had rotator cuff s- surgery, maybe mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, that, that didn't have the mobility that they mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm. And believe me, we have a few of those in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people that take up fly fishing later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and so that's where I became obsessed with making fly casting as effortless and as easy mm-hmm. on, the, on the body as possible. That is how it should be, especially as more people are discovering it and learning about it. And I appreciate you coming on to talk about it and giving you a little... So happy to be yeah. here. And finally, nice to meet you yeah. in person, too. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we've been talking for kind of back and forth. So. Yeah, a little bit here and yeah. there. So thank you for coming to Virginia and right. sharing your wisdom. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Okay. The fourth and final mini interview that I conducted is with Matt Riley son of Chris Riley, who makes the Riley Rod Crafters. And also he is a very accomplished angler in his own right with his own guiding service in Southwestern Virginia, plus his stint as an outdoor writer with various magazines, including Hatch Magazine. So here is Matt on what goes into being a fishing guide, especially at such a young age. And here he goes. Matt, talk about how the Fly Fishing Festival is a benefit to you as a small business owner and a guide and just the overall experience here? Well, probably one of the reasons... I look. This is probably my favorite show mm-hmm. of the year, and a big part of that reason is because everybody, everybody here I've kind of grown up with or gotten to know really well, mm-hmm. they're all the Virginia people, and those are, you know, it's my family mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's just, it's grown tremendously. When I first first time I came I was a volunteer really? um, right after I had met Bo at a Virginia Outdoor Writers Association conference and uh, it was pretty small in Waynesboro on the banks of the, Shen- uh, the South River mm-hmm. and it's seven times that size now mm-hmm. so it's cool to see that um, but it helps as a small business owner just because you get to network with people um, people who are getting into fly fishing or or fly fish you know extensively and just want to go to a new area or learn something new but also um the other vendors too i mean networking with them is creates opportunities and 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 that kind of thing so it's uh it's just networking getting your name out there um making friends and clients and all that it it, it honestly comes fairly easy you just got to be here so uh, describe what fish you specifically target with your guiding company, because I think people would be interested to know what fish species we have here in Virginia. Right. So the three, well, more than three species, but I primarily target uh, smallmouth bass, trout, and muskie. And when I say trout, I primarily target wild trout, so mm-hmm. trout that, rainbows and brown trout that are descendants of uh, stocked Fish. They stocked fish back in the 40s and 50s to supplement uh, recreational fisheries that had been destroyed 
by bad land use practices, uh, clear-cut logging, that kind of thing in the mountains. And the habitat is such in southwest Virginia that it can support robust populations of wild trout. Um, Not native. Brook trout are the only native fish, the only native trout, but wild and brown trout that have been born in the creek that naturally reproduce in the creek Um, and that's really special most of the rest of the state does not have that as a rule southwest virginia it's the rule Um, and i do that on a handful of creeks in the mount rogers national recreation area and then uh, smallmouth bass and musky trips are almost exclusively on the new river and a few other small kind of backwoods tributaries that i probably won't talk about yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't want to give away those sacred fishing spots. <laughs> and what would you say to someone, let's say people who are in our generation, our fellow millennials, what would you say to them if they had an interest in picking up a fly rod but didn't know where to go to? Aside from obviously hiring you to guide them, what would you say as a basic rule or a, a basic set of uh, recommendations for someone who would be interested in learning how to fly fish? Yeah, so... I would say probably the number the number one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, just because you see trout in all the ads and all the videos and all the magazine articles doesn't mean that there's nothing else to fish for. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some targetable species in their backyard, whether it be carp, smallmouth, muskie, gar, mm-hmm. you know, bluegill, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody lives within 10 miles of bluegill, yeah. just about. Um and it, it is really just another uh, fishing tool. It's yeah. no harder um, than conventional spinning, bait casting, fishing. It's no more prestigious or anything like that. Um, just find, maybe find a mentor. Find somebody who, you know, is a good fly fisherman. Have them teach you and take you places. Um, or reach out to, you know, game department people they they're generally more than welcome to talk but there's also lots of information on uh game department websites and and that kind of thing so that's where i steer people for sure (laughs) that's good those are good pearls of wisdom and i appreciate you telling me about that and finally us meeting and putting the name to a face so i appreciate any uh how can people best contact you um so they could they could uh, use my website. It's just www.mattreillyflyfishing, and Riley is R-E-I-L-L-Y. Um, that's probably the best way. All my contact information otherwise is on there, email, phone, that kind of thing. Very cool. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. I thought those four interviews really contextualized how dynamic the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival is. I would have grabbed Bo Beasley on to the podcast but he was running around he was managing the show but I think he'll appreciate that I brought on four unique individuals to offer their thoughts on the festival and really promote it and tout it really well it is such a cool show I will say that and I'm going to try to attend it in the years forthcoming every January I'm sad I didn't go to it sooner probably because of my reluctance to pick up fly fishing up until the last two years. But I'm going to make an effort to go to that show as best as I can going forward, as long as it doesn't conflict with my business schedule or no crazy amount of snow (laughs) deters me from driving down 95 to Doswell. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find all supporting podcast platforms on anchor.fm-district-slash- 
dash of dash conservation. You can find us on other platforms besides iTunes, but we rely on iTunes for all of our views, downloads, and other metrics. So please, please, please download this episode, share it with your friends, encourage your friends to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It'll help us reach more people. The more listeners we have, the better off the podcast will be. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes as I detail all the crazy, asinine gun control legislation bills being considered in the House of Representatives. Plus, the following week, I'm going to recap my trip to SHOT Show. So don't miss that episode. Thank you guys and have a good week. 